housing market has slowed down. Is it time to freak out? The answer to that is no, it is not time to freak out. The housing market has slowed down because interest rates went up. So let's talk about this for a second. Uh, back in 2020, you could have had a 30-year fixed rate mortgage for 2.5%. Now it's 7%. And what that means is, is that the mortgage payment on the typical loan has gone from $1,000 a month to $1,800 a month, which means that houses are less affordable and it means that prices should come down. Simple as that. But the thing that I want to point out is there are no credit problems with mortgages. There's no credit problems. Like the, the typical FICO score of somebody applying for a mortgage is around 780. And underwriting standards are strong. This is not 2008. It's not. And when I, people, when I see people say that, I'm just, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's totally different. It's totally different. This is a rates phenomenon. Okay, this is completely an interest rates phenomenon. It's not a credit phenomenon. And that's very important. So, and people are obsessed with this. There's some guys on Twitter who just, you know, thread after thread after thread on the housing market and it's going to crash and it's going to be a depression. And I'm serious, man. People are, people are losing their minds. Here's what's going to happen. Prices are going to come down about 10%. They probably already have. And then interest rates are going to come down. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe interest rates are going to come down. So interest rates will come right now. 10-year interest rates are, as I speak, are about 4.06%. I think interest rates are going to come from 4% to 3% in the next couple of months. Uh, that's my prediction. I'm predicting this is going to happen. Inflation is coming down hard. All these private measures of inflation that we're looking at, this is stuff that is not fed into the BLS data yet. Like this is, like inflation is going to come down. We're seeing it in the private surveys. It just hasn't shown up in the government numbers yet. I mean, commodity prices are down a lot for starters. Like, do you remember when we were having this moral panic about lumber, like lumber was skyrocketing? Lumber's on the lows. It's over. It's, the, the, it's, it's over. So I am confident about this. We're, we're not going to be talking about inflation a year from now. A year from now, I think inflation is going to be 4% or lower. And all of this will seem like a bad dream. The inflation was ultimately transitory. Now, the Fed said it was transitory, and then they panicked, and they said it was not. Interestingly enough, they panicked pretty much at the exact moment that it was transitory. And that's what, that was peak inflation, and that's when prices started to come down. That was the highs in inflation. And when inflation comes down, stocks go up a lot. The best analog for this is 1974. Stocks bottomed right around the time that inflation was peaking. Inflation came down hard, and stocks ripped. You know, I get the bear argument and I agree with parts of it. You know, we could have a long period of time where equity returns are low or zero. This happened in the past. We had a period of time from 1969 to 1982 where the market went nowhere. Could happen again. But in the short term, stocks are going to go up a lot. And I'm sure you're tired of hearing about the stock market, so let's stick to housing. So, 
I saw like an email or a tweet the other day. It said like now is a good time to buy a house. Now is obviously not a good time to buy a house. Like it's it was a good time last year. It's not a good time right now. But it could be worse. You know, and interest rates could be ten percent. So it could be worse. You know, housing 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 is much less affordable. And I think rates will come down. It'll become more affordable. You know, one thing I've noticed is that rates seem to have a higher effect on low-end houses than high-end houses. And people who buy low-end houses are typically buying with a mortgage. They put 20% down. They get a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. And somebody who's buying a high-end house oftentimes is buying with cash. So they're kind of insensitive to interest rates. So... You know, if Joe Blow is buying a $300,000 house, every last dollar of that mortgage payment counts. Now, every morning on the way to work, I stop by Dunkin' Donuts and I get a nice coffee. And I'm one of these psychopaths that gets a nice coffee when it's 35 degrees. I need to get a nice coffee. Someone is putting up a giant housing development behind the Dunkin' Donuts. Hundreds of houses, maybe more. They're going to have a tough time selling those houses. It's going to be rough for the developer. They're going to have to lower the price on some of those houses. But the good news is, is that Myrtle Beach has great demographics. Lots of people are moving here, so there will be demand. Nobody is moving into upstate New York. You know, that's the kind of places in the country I worry about. Interest rates go up. I mean, there's nobody's moving there. So... In short, we are going to have a slowdown and not a crash. Prices will adjust. Life goes on. Don't read the doom porn. I would much rather read actual porn than doom porn. Okay, so I don't listen to any of these guys on Twitter. They'll all turn out to be wrong. And then they'll hope you forgot that they were wrong. It's not 2008. Again, it's not 2008. Wait and see. Interest rates will come down soon. So that's my rant on housing for today. What else we got going on? I have an Amex Platinum card for work. And the fee, I want to say, is $595 a year, something like that. And I get a bunch of perks with the card. First of all, it gets me into every airport lounge in the world, right? So that's terrific. Uh, I get insurance on baggage and stuff like that. But when you buy stuff with an Amex, you get points, And right now, I have about 220,000 Amex points. I've had more in the past. I used some last year when I went to Vegas. Got a room in the Cosmopolitan. I think I talked about it at the time. Anyway, I had an $11,000 credit card bill recently. It's it's a business card, so it's all business expenses. Uh, Bought a computer. I had to pay for travel. Uh, That was a big credit card bill, but I was like, hey, at least I'm getting the points. And $100,000. 10,000, sorry, excuse me, 11,000 in a credit card bill is worth about $100 in cash in terms of points. So I'll use it for another trip to Vegas. That's the best place to use the points. And I am, you know, it's funny, everybody, I am not different from everybody else. I am obsessed with the points and the miles because everybody loves free stuff, you know? Who doesn't love free stuff? Now, I don't go around spending money in order to get free stuff because that is nonsensical, but I am happy to take it if they're offering it. Actually, I was going to fly to Connecticut two weeks ago, and I bought a trip with Miles, and the hurricane hit, Hurricane Ian, and I couldn't fly out, so I had to cancel the trip. I got the Miles back. The Miles got refunded, which I was pretty happy about. 
So I have about 300,000 airline miles, which is pretty good, but not as much as some people. I was sitting next to a woman on the plane a couple months ago, and she had one and a half million miles. I'm like, please go spend those things. Let me make one more recommendation before we go. If you are higher income, I highly recommend you get a travel agent. And you're like, travel agent? Who needs a travel agent? I have uh, TripAdvisor and I have uh, Expedia. Like, what do I need a travel agent for? I'm telling you, this is a much better way to do it. You want to take a trip somewhere? They do all the research. They find all the best hotels. They book all the cars. It's you... They charge a planning fee. You know, it's usually about 500 bucks. They charge a planning fee. It's totally worth it. And they're making more than the planning fee. They're actually getting kickbacks from hotels and stuff like that. It's totally worth it. They will arrange every aspect of your trip. We had a one-week trip to Greece go so smoothly because of the help of a travel agent. I have a good one, and I've been using him for 10 years. I don't do a lot of travel, but when I do, he is an indispensable resource. I've never had anything get screwed up, but I've had him fix screw-ups. We went down to Turks and Caicos. This was probably about seven years ago. And we're supposed to fly out on Thanksgiving Day, and I missed the plane. And he got up from Thanksgiving dinner and fixed the whole thing. Yeah, so talk about customer service. Otherwise, I would have been completely hosed. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.